Welcome to WebRush, the weekly talk show that brings you stories of real-world development from industry experts and developers like you and me. Each week, Ward Bell, Dan Walleen, Craig Shoemaker, and John Papa find out what it takes to write, deploy, and maintain apps that stand up to the demands of the real world. And now, here are your hosts. Well, hello and welcome back to WebRush. I'm here joined with Ward Bell, who's not supposed to be here, and Dan Walleen, who is supposed to be here, and our wonderful guest, who's absolutely supposed to be here, Ward. What happened? You forgot to say who our lovely guest is. Well, I'm about to introduce her, but we have to like, you know, build the oh, anticipation oh, here. Oh, moments, why right? am I not why am I not supposed to be here? Well, it isn't because you guys have kicked me off the show yet. Uh it's because uh I had a a travel snafu that cut short my train to Glacier National Park trip. Um one train the first trade did not meet the second, and that blew up all the whole thing. So I got on a plane in Portland and flew home, and we'll try again another time. I think we all just decided you need to hire Tom Cruise and to be your your travel agent, and then everything will be uh, smooth from there. I could do that, or I could give my. I could realize that our unlike uh, the train system in every other country in the world. Amtrak never runs on time. An hour between <laughs> trains is never, not even close to enough. And so the big planning point is um, if I were to do it that way again, I would leave a full day between the one train going to Portland and the train going east. Lear lesson learned. That's right. That's right. Well, it's good to be strategic. And speaking of strategery, we're here to talk about starting a career in web development. Uh, and our lovely guest is Kate Sky. If you don't know Kate, she's a full stack developer with over 20 years experience in the industry. She specializes in front end development using Angular. And it's been her passion for many years. She's a proud mother of five remarkable children. And between her career and family, she mentors young women to become programmers. She was also a speaker at NGConf 2022. Kate, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. So glad to have you back. And it seems like you, uh, there's never a dull moment in your life. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Especially during summertime. Summertime is the best. <laughs> because, um, yeah, here they are again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody can see, but the uh, best was in air quotes as she said that. I'm just happy to be here because last time I was uh, on the show, we spoke about something boring, but uh, this time we get to, <laughs> it was, was it uh, state management? And actually somehow um, NGConf ended up being uh, interested in me speaking about it at NGConf. <laughs> it was a good oh, podcast. Really? Yes, really? They, there was something, you they actually slipped in a state management talk. I thought it was signals and nothing but. No, not this year. Last year. It was last year. Oh, This last year, year was all right. signals. Yeah, last year. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Well, this year it was all signals. That's for sure. I want you to know that your talk on state management, whatever you have to say on state management, I want to hear it. I can't think of it. You know, I mean, it sounds it's pretty exciting to me. So boring it couldn't have been. Well, in leading up to getting to those advanced topics, there's a lot of people who are coming onto the scene and they're trying to figure out you know, how do they navigate this world of dozens of frameworks and AI and different languages? And 
to kind of kick things off, what, what sort of questions do you think people should be asking themselves as they're considering entering the, the arena of, of, a, of a web developer? So, uh, so people who ask me these questions, specifically young people, and I'm lucky enough to have three nieces and three daughters. And three nieces are at a stage of actually, you know, looking for careers and it's been a few years for them. And the questions they ask is, where do I start? And I love that question because, first of all, they don't even know what a programmer is <laughs> because, uh, like, when they finished uh, high school, programming was not an essential subject that they taught in school. They just didn't. Now, like, my daughter's in high school, there's Python, there's Java, like, they, there, there's lots of different options. But if it's a little bit like people who are a little bit older, and uh, two of my nieces are already married with children, and uh, they wanted to uh, get into a career of programming, where do you start is awesome because what I tell them is I have a person who's been doing this for many, many years. If you want, that person can teach you <laughs> where to go because programming is like a deep forest. You don't know where to go. Hmm. It's so hard to navigate without a person actually showing you with that little flashlight where to go. And... Um, they were open-minded enough to trust me to, to show them the way. And uh, right now, two of them uh, just finished boot camps looking for their first jobs. Um, and um, yeah, so there's different, definitely different ways of uh, starting, but uh, where to start is like essential, right? And uh, very first things they need to understand, what is actually web development? Because there's so many aspects to it. And uh, right now I specialize in Angular and that's a framework, but there's so many other ways of doing web, right? There is full stack, which is somehow full stack used to be like, you're not a web developer. No, yes, you are. You're a web developer if you're doing full stack. Uh, you could be front end developer. You can also be back end developer and still be a web developer because without back end, there is no front end, right? Um, so just answering these questions in the beginning are, are very important, but then you kind of just go to the next stage, right? What is, how do I get started? Where do I go? And all that stuff. So why do people add. want to become a, a web developer? Why do you, you know, I mean, I, I would, my, my first question, anybody who said that to me after I'd gotten over the shock um, would be, you know, so so why would one want to do this? Did they talk to you about that? I'm kind of curious. And do you think that's an important question? I think I'm a pretty good role model in how to be successful with having a family and just having a great career and kind of balancing it out. Because women are usually afraid, like, oh, if I have children, I can't be successful. You know, it's like a man's world. Plus, um, Technical jobs are intimidating because most of them are, you know, they're dominated by, by males. It's, it's a fact. Right now, there is, uh, bec it's becoming more balanced, but it's still out there. And, um, and women just, you know, they want to just realize their potential. They're, they know they're smart, but they don't know how smart they are. A lot of them are just like scared. Can I really do this? And when they, when they talk to me, I'm always like, Yes, you can. If I did it, you can do it. Because, <laughs> you know, yes, maybe somebody thinks I'm super smart, but everybody deep inside thinks like, um, oh, you know, I'm normal, like I'm just a regular girl. <laughs> so I think just coming from like being completely humble from 
from seeing me, people go like, oh, I want to be like her. That's kind of cool. <laughs> you brought up a good point there, Kate, uh, the humble part, because I don't know a single developer that doesn't feel like you just described. It's just that some of them are, I don't know, really good actors, maybe. <laughs> and you never see that that maybe humble side, you know, they, they got to make it look like I know everything. And I know for me, I've been in the business a long time too. I don't know even, in fact, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know anything. Um, so I love that viewpoint. I think that's a good way to introduce people to it because that whole, you got to know everything, I think is like a showstopper for people. Like, oh my gosh, they, Kate knows everything. And you're like, well, not everything, you know? So John, one of the things I like about AG Grid, which is a, a data grid component for the kind of complex uh, grid scenarios that we encounter all the time in enterprise apps. One of the things I really like about it is that it works for a variety of frameworks, Angular, React, Vue, or, or just vanilla JS. Does that ring a bell for you? No, oh, it really does. There's all these different companies that I work with where they have no choice but to use a lot of these different tools because they have different teams working on them. So being able to port their code or share that code and that technical investment they have is really important to them. Yeah, well, it's important to us, uh, ideally, we're a consulting company. And, uh, you know, we never know what our client's going to want to use, Angular, React, or Vue, but they're all going to need a grid. And it's great to be able to reach for uh, the one grid that works everywhere, AG Grid. You know, at, at any size company, too, because you could have these teams that maybe they only use one framework, but... Eventually, they're going to switch to another one and be able to take that investment again and use it, reuse it is really nice. So if a multi-framework data grid makes sense to you, please go check out AG Grid at ag-grid.com. I think your, the point that you're making about the ability to have a career and have a family uh, uh, is something that is pretty um, special to being a programmer or a web developer or any of these things. It, it actually, that is a real truth because we have the ability as web developers to manage our time. Uh, or at least that seems to be the case once you've got some um, roadway under you. I don't know what it's like, and maybe you can comment on this, uh, when you're first getting the job. Like when I was coming up, you know, we worked incredibly ridiculous family unfriendly hours as a young person, uh, and that was the way to do it. And that was kind of like, you know, because that's the way I came up. I figure everybody has to go through that. And I, and that's not true, um, or uh, at least I don't think it's true anymore. But but somehow, well, you were, you're, ta you're describing people who are uh, coming to it also as um, uh, more mature, right? They're not just fresh out of school. They're coming to it after they already have started their families. Is that right? Yeah, so my two nieces uh, already have a family, but, you know, I speak to teenagers because my daughter is in high school and they also like, oh, what does your mom do? Like they all ask because like, I think I talked my, my two daughters into becoming programmers because, you know, I, I give them options. Like, what do you guys want to do? And then we eventually came up like, yeah, I think we, I think we want to do what you do, mom. But they still, have, they still have a couple of years to go through it. But when their friends ask me and, and when they did ask me the same question is like, um, why would we want to do this job? I always tell them, like, especially now when you have ability to work from home, this is like perfect for a mother who, you know, eventually like my daughters want to be mothers eventually. And uh, I'm, I'm sort of like their friends. Most of them want to get married and have children, have families. Uh, 
having your child come from the bus and you you know you saying hello to a child while you're working it's like it's a dream come true and i've done the other side i've been out of the house mother for many years and it's kind of stressful it's um you know always like kind of pawning off your children to daycare or or whatever you know there's always that guilt in the back of your mind like am i good enough mother am i doing this right so now i think um i mean it's still okay to go to the office and still like you you can you can still mother obviously a lot of people do that but if you can work remotely and there is a way to get to that point where you, like you said there's enough um road under you where you proved yourself where you can deliver then you can work from home and um and if you start early you know you get into programming and into web development or whatever other program you get into early enough uh then you might have like five years of experience before you start a family and you can already say like hey i would rather work from home is there a possibility to do that and uh that's a big plus and money is obviously going to be good because it's not an easy profession if it was easy you wouldn't get top dollars right for it and uh and right now programming is you know it's valued just as much as other you know uh great professions like being a doctor or a lawyer like in old days oh just be a lawyer or doctor and you're set right did did you tell that to your children i mean i've heard that before now a lot of people are sending their children to become programmers right um but there's other things it's not just the money cuz uh you know some people say like oh you're going to be bored what i think is uh cuz i see a lot of girls are very like artistic you know they're into dance or they're into singing or they're into acting and and those are all great and you can pursue that but if you're like not not going to be like the top dancer or top performer i think uh becoming a web developer is you can also be kind of artistic into in in that and i think artists perform the best when they get paid a lot or like at least comfortable living do you agree like if you're writing a a, a oh, that's what i tell my that's what i tell my clients i <laughs> you want I do my best work when you pay me a ton of money. That's what I thought. Yes, exactly, exactly. And this is how you're going to feel. You're gonna, you're gonna value your work. Like you're gonna perform better. You're going to want to do more work. And if, and if your boss asks you to, you know, make that deadline, you're gonna take that time. You're gonna skip the weekend of going, you know, to the park with your kids, and you, and your kids will understand. And my kids totally understand when they have to do that. I, I think there's 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 two aspects to it. So uh, when it comes to to pricing and value and all that kind of stuff, the the amount of value that a web developer brings to the table for a business is so far and above usually what they're ever being paid, unless there's a problem with the business. And so you know, it gives you that opportunity to be in a position where you can really influence the outcome of people's lives and. You know that that's why they they pay people uh, the the way that they do, um, and so so I wanted to ask you when you're having these conversations with your your daughters and your nieces, so they're just like okay the world is is ahead of me. There's so many different options that that I can do. Like, but where do you start? And because I feel like the starting block for where we began is so much different than it is today, and and what's available now. Well. You know what I tell them is uh you have to realize because the world is changing you are always going to be learning. You need to have a skill right now but 
100% guaranteed the skill will have to be upgraded. You will have to learn something new. Just learn how to learn. And this is why I'm like, I'm a proponent of um, kids out of high school to go to college. I think they should go and learn how to learn because they learn certain things in high school and they're great. But like I have a friend who teaches composition for first year students in uh, college and she has to reteach them how to write essays just because the way they teach them in high school are not the same as it's supposed to be in the real world. And, um, and the same, same thing goes for, um, for programming, you know, what, what you can learn on your own or in bootcamp or wherever else, you're still going to have to relearn. You might as well go get your, you know, even like associate degree and then go to bootcamp if you want to speed it up. Um, all depends, right? How much you want to invest into your like the four year education, whatnot. Does that make sense? It, it does. And I was going to ask along those lines, how do you and I think, you know, Craig, you because you have some younger kids and you have some older kids. Um, Kate, I know you're in the same boat. How do you manage the work-life balance part of the learning? Because you have to stay on top of it. As you mentioned, to me, that's the fun part. I always say, if you're having a dull day in our world, you're just not trying hard enough because there's always something new. You know, you can learn. Um, so how do you uh, how do you balance that? And Craig, I'll, I'll ask you the same. I'll let Kate go first. But Craig, you might want to chime in, too, because you have the both sides of the equation, the older kids, the younger kids, middle Um What's the secret sauce there? I love to learn about things that, that interest me. That's all. It's, that's how I approach. Like if it's interesting to me and I go and learn it, if it's not interesting, unless I'm getting paid for it, I'm not learning it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cut and dry. <laughs> that's how I kind of approach it. That's why I think like it's really important for the kids to have a go into it with a mindset. I'm going to love it. I'm going to go with the mindset that this is going to be good for me. Uh, I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to make the best out of it because that's when you're going to not fall asleep at the tutorial or, you know, or the book that you're reading or stuff like that. Because like my niece, um, my younger niece actually remembers me from like 15 years ago. And she's like, I remember you were always like in bed with this thick book. Like, what was that book? <laughs> I'm like, that's how we learned new technologies back then. <laughs> And she's like, well, is that is that what you're talking about? I'm like, that's exactly what I'm talking. You're always going to be learning something, just not from those thick books. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple of those. Uh, I, I got laid off from my job as a web director, whatever that means. And I got up every day for five months, hit my desk, just like I was going to work, went through professionalasp.net and C Sharp Primer Plus and built my career through those thick books. And, you know, I, I guess there's so many things I could say on this, but what I try to teach my kids is just to, to dig the well before you're thirsty. Like the, the cool thing about having time on your hands and, and being in that position of life where there's very low stakes, and this isn't true for everybody who's starting out in web development, but if you're a young person, you're living at home and you don't have all these things, there's like, you can fail, you can go down rabbit trails that don't make sense and you have that opportunity to learn from those. And even if you do that, there's so much, like Kate's saying, you're gonna learn how, you're, how to learn. You're gonna learn how to work through those problems and think through it. So there's just, there's so many good things that come from educating yourself and being self-motivated. Hey, are you building apps in React, Angular, Node, or some other framework? Well, with NX, you can build your full stack apps in a shared mono repo, integrate with modern tools, and reinforce best practices. 
You'll get advanced code generation and automatically configured tooling like Cypress, Jest, and Prettier that will simplify your workflow. NX also helps you simplify the relationships between applications and shared libraries to make it easier to share more code and develop more consistently across teams. And the best part is you'll build higher quality apps and spend less time on configuration. So visit nx.dev to get Narwhal's popular open source toolkit for monorepo development today. Well, I'll throw a contrasting thing in here, which is that I, I need... Um, I'm thinking back on how, uh, I, you know, there's this sort of love of learning thing and the, and then, and knowing how to learn and absolutely everything you've said about how you get to that point. That's, that's really, um, I, I agree with that entirely, but I was never very good at doing anticipatory learning. Like if I learn this thing today, then a month from now or a week or even, to, you know, uh, I'll be able to, that was never. <laughs> that was never my skill, Craig. I do believe that's yours. Uh, that's the, you are wired for that, and I think that's terrific. Um, but not not all of us are are wired that way. So I needed the I needed that extra demand of all right. Here here's our problem. This is my employer speaking. Here's our problem. Can you solve it? Uh, and I'll say, well, I will by the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> right, I can't now, but but trust me, this I'm good at learning this stuff, and I will get you there, and um and you know and and so it would, it was the uh, crucible of having to solve a problem that I signed up for that would uh, provide the energy I needed to learn, um and I wouldn't learn it if I didn't wasn't in the crucible. So so uh, the the point of this is you can do it. You know, if you're wired like Craig, you can sort of you'll build that with those railroad tracks, see where it's going, get across country, bang, you're there. Or you could just uh, be like uh, somebody else who just says, heck, I'm responding to the need as it arises. And both ways will get you there. Now, Kate, you sound like you're kind of in, in both. You've got a foot in both of those kinds of psychology. Is that fair? I think so, because uh, this is how I got into Angular, actually. I was um, an API developer at um, at a company, and I was just getting kind of bored doing that, just doing integrations with API stuff. And I'm like, I want to get into this front end stuff. Like, that sounds so fun. And then Angular, because I did Angular before this this team, but it was um, it was kind of sh like maybe six months I did it. I'm like, I just got to get back into it. Then it was uh, Angular 2. I think by that point, we were like an Angular 4 or 5. And I'm like, I just get back into it. So I would write my APIs like, you know, have them in testing, and I'm just like, go into it and start learning Angular, everything about Linka. And obviously, when you go into Angular and start searching for things, there's like, there's so many different people to follow. There's so many good courses. So I just like fell in love and learning about Angular. And this is how I got into it. I'm like, when I leave this group, I'm going to get an Angular job. And that's what I did. I didn't look for anything else. Like I wanted to get an Angular job, and I did. So would you suggest people go language first, like learn JavaScript first and then learn a framework? Or do you feel like the journey into web development is through the story of a framework? Oh, no, absolutely. You need to learn JavaScript. I actually went like really uh, dug deep into JavaScript because I did Angular with TypeScript 
And TypeScript is really easy for C Sharp developer, and that's what I was. And uh, I'm like, all right, I know a little bit of JavaScript. I did like jQuery and like I did Knockout. I did different things with JavaScript, but Angular, uh, but JavaScript like deep dive was for me. It was like so hard. There's so many different things that are going on there. I spent like good two months just like going over and over things just to figure out what it is. <laughs> it was not easy for me. So definitely like you have to go through basics. If you're gonna go into web development, you gotta do HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. Those are the three, like you gotta start there because everything after that is going to be just like a sugar on top. I can't wait till that fourth comes out. It's not hard enough as it is, you know, HTML, CSS, JavaScript. So now we're gonna have this like fourth thing and no, hopefully we won't. <laughs> So yeah, there you go. <laughs> Kate, you served as a mentor to some of these people that you talked about. Um, was mentorship also, was a mentor important to you as you were breaking into the field? I didn't have a mentor. I had people that kind of motivated me to go that route, but I didn't really have a mentor until I started following people on, on um, Twitter. And I started talking to different people and Sure enough, somebody is like, oh, let me tell you, you don't know about this other world where you can go, where you can actually, you know, talk and use, you know, you can uh, educate people, you can uh, actually bring value through just mentorship to other people and building kind of like your, your uh, personal brand and not ever having to worry about finding your next job. That's like next level where somebody actually mentored me. So it wasn't in learning how to program or becoming a programmer, but actually into how to build your career, how to make your career like next level, you know, not where you are afraid to move from job to job, but where you actually take control of your career. So how did you guide um, uh, um, the, the people that you were talking about, the four, the four women you were talking about who were breaking in? What, what, what were you going to do with them? How, how were they supposed to get there? I, so my two nieces went to boot camp. So um, my one niece, she, both of them actually started doing computer science degree and they both got uh, associate degrees and they wanted to go through uh, computer science degree. But they were two years in and they were like, we're eager to start working. I'm like, unless you start learning on your own, unless you have skills, you're not going to be employable. So they had to take a leap of faith and go into a boot camp because, um, um, because you can, you can try to learn everything on your own. Like it, it could be free. Everything is perfect. But having a boot camp is for people who like structure. Like for me, I like structure. I like somebody telling me, okay, next step is this, next step is this. And that's kind of what the bootcamp provided for them. And um, not only that, bootcamp survives on people who get jobs. They're not there to just teach you a framework, right? Or teach you a skill. They, they survive because 10% of students get their jobs. And, uh, and I told them, like, you have to be the one percenter. Like, you got to, like, work your butt off. And it's hard when you have young children. And I re like my one niece, she has three young children. The other one has two. So it's really, really hard. But one good thing is they didn't have a, another job to worry about. Like, it's not like they were working, taking care of the family, and they have to go to boot camp. So their husbands actually gave them that, that option to um, actually, you know, work on their boot camp stuff. So that's, that's the way I told them to do it. But they made a choice. I didn't tell them like, oh, it's this way or the highway. It, that was their choice. 
And uh, I think they're happy with it because I can see they have a lot of skill. Um, they, uh, their interviewing skills are awesome. They actually teach them how to interview. They teach them how to, you know, the, the main speech, like, tell me about yourself. That's like, it's, it's an awesome skill that's hard to gain unless you have experience of doing it. Like, just going to interviews is, is very, very stressful. And when you don't have that speech... You're kind of like mumbling. You don't know what to say, but they have a speech. It's awesome. I, I love that about, about boot camps. So wh- where do you see the place for, like if we say there's a continuum for self-study, then maybe you have sort of private uh, areas like boot camps and then formal university education. Where do you see people falling into that continuum? When is each one of those options right for a person? Uh, I think for a person who wants to self-study, it takes a very dedicated person who is self-driven and knows exactly what they're going to learn because there's so many things to learn. They still need a mentor. They need a person who's going to tell them, okay, so I want to be a data scientist, right? Because they're, you know, you can learn, you can become a data scientist. You need to have a mentor who is at least a data scientist who's going to guide you. Like, I'm not going to be able to do that because I'm not one. Uh, but I can evaluate any course that's going to teach you web development. Like, and I can tell you, okay, so this is this, you know, this is good um, course. This is good uh, outline. Um, these are the skills that are in demand. Like, I'll be able to evaluate that. So it's a person. It's not a specific, you know, group of people. It's a person who has a mentality, self-driven mentality, who is able to speak to their doubts and able to turn them off on their own. And that's very, very difficult for women to do. And I'm not generalizing all women. I just speak about myself. That's just me. (laughs) I like to speak my problems to like somebody outside of myself. And that makes me feel better. And, um, and that's why something like a bootcamp would be, would be better for me. If you go to like a four year, place, right? Like a a college. I think it's very important for young minds to just learn a lot of things, meet a lot of new people. That's why I'm for college. I don't know, maybe I'm old school, but I just think it's a great period in your life where you can experience, you know, learning from other people from different backgrounds. And it just opens up your world, especially now when you can go take a semester in Europe or do something cool like that. I just, I don't know. I just, lo- I went to a few colleges with my son and I just like, I didn't understand why he, why would he not want to do this? This is so awesome. <laughs> he didn't go to college. He's just like a business, business uh, driven person, entrepreneur spirit. Like he did his own thing. He didn't go to college. And, uh, and there's a space for that as well. And I, you know, I would support my daughters if they chose not to go and they chose something else, I would support them a hundred percent. I think, it's very important to do things that you really love. Otherwise, life is life is short. I think everybody should enjoy their their time at work as well. Even though sometimes it could get boring and uh, and you could be doing the same thing over and over again, but you also have a choice of upgrading to something else, you know, do something different. That's right. I want to circle back. You mentioned you didn't really have a mentor and I didn't either. I had some great bosses at times um, that I could say gave me some guidance. But I think one of the challenges I had, and this speaks to what you mentioned of the doubt and, you know, kind of the self internal chatter that 
tends to uh, hold a lot of people back and especially me back in those days. Any ideas on like, what would you do to, uh, how would you advise people, I guess, on finding a mentor? Um, because I know for me, I was just maybe a little timid about reaching out to someone I really respected. Um, but any thoughts on that? There was one time in my life when I was um, approached by my coworker who was, um, he was an architect on our team. And he said, let's pair program. I like, I want to just see where you can take your skills to the next level. And he, so when I say I didn't have a mentor, I think I did. So this, this one person did help me. And we just sat in the office and we were working on this one uh, project. And he would just talk me through, like guiding me to different patterns or in different algorithms. And he's just like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And this is one time in like one of, maybe maybe there was one other person, but this one just stuck out. And, um, and he kind of asked me, right? Like, cause he saw that I, I had a lot of potential. We were working on really cool projects. And um, he just wanted me to show me that there's like more to just like writing code. There's like these patterns. There's, uh, he, he showed me some of the books I should go into like deep dive. And that helped me a lot. So I think you could just ask a person to, to mentor you. Cause I think pe when people ask me, I'm just like all over it. Like I want to go, oh my gosh, of course I'm going to like, I'm answering at 6 a.m. in the morning. Somebody asked, like there's uh, my friend's uh, son going into college and he, and, and I told her like, if, if he's starting college in September, in June, he should be taking a class and he should be doing on his own studying. And so he did, he reached out to me. He, he reached out to me like at 10 p.m. And I, like, as soon as I wake up 5 a.m., I, like, te I text him, I answer his questions. Cause like, that's so cool that a person is, is asking me like, why else do I have all this knowledge? Like I wanted to share it with somebody else. There's no other reason for me to have it other than sharing it with other people. So I think a lot of people are like me. I, I really believe in that. Most people who have a lot of experience are more than willing to help. And, and even if they give you one advice, it's already plus one in your book, you know? I love it. That's, yep. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we'd like to wrap up the show at the end with final thoughts. So we will go around our non-existent table here. And uh, Dan, what, what would you like to leave us with? I'm going to wrap up with the, the whole mentoring thing, because as I mentioned, I, I had some key people kind of like you, Kate, that when I was younger um, helped with learning some different technologies, but I never really had a career type mentor. And um, now that I'm older, I've had the opportunity to, to like you said, Kate, kind of share that knowledge and share that path with uh, people. I usually within Microsoft, we typically uh, you can either offer to mentor or you can ask for a mentor, um, as Craig knows. And uh, so I have the opportunity to do that um, usually with one or two people every year to kind of help guide some of the younger generation. And I guess what I'd say there is if you're not currently working with someone or getting advice from someone and you have respect from someone at work for someone at work or even online, as Kate said, reach out because I think 99% of them are going to say, Hey, I'd love to help you. And even if they can't, cause they're just so busy from time to time, uh, maybe you can just bounce ideas off them. And that alone would really help, I think, guide in the career. And I guess to wrap up, my point is that you don't have to go this alone. 
um, there's a lot of people out there that are willing to, to help out. So, Ward, what about you? Well, Dan kind of stole my thunder there. Uh, that's, <laughs> oh, that, that's sorry. Much... I was reading minds, Ward. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, that's great because what it means is that um, we all think the same way. And, and, and so it, it's not like there's an, a mentor hat or there's one person, just to sort of elaborate on it. Um, uh, there's one mentor hat that if somebody, you know, I need a mentor program, da, da, you know. Uh, you, your your point is that they're they are discovered uh, as you go because uh, I feel like I've always had many of them uh, and many of them at the same time, but not oh, but they weren't anointed to be the mentor. Uh, they were simply it, it started informally the way you described, way Kate's described, and I'm sure Craig has his stories. And so it's not and being the mentor that, you know, that can be like, no, no, I don't I, I don't want to be a mentor. Hey, but I'm happy to offer some thoughts, you know, so it doesn't have to be this grand imposing thing. And you don't have to sit there terrified that you're building this relationship for what forever. And what is this? What if this person doesn't like me or is he too lofty? Is she too lofty for me? Um, it's just it's the little little kindnesses along the way that get us where we're going. And I think of what we're talking about as mentorship as these little uh, informal kindnesses. Um, so, yeah, that's my take on it. And on to the next person. All right. I will uh, short share something quick and then we'll give Kate the last word here. So I agree with everything you're saying about mentorship. And yeah, you totally stole my thoughts. So I'm going to go a different direction in that if you're just, if you want to build a web development career, the best thing that you can do is just put yourself through the paces. You, you have to give yourself enough reps in order to prove to yourself that it's possible. I was in that position to where I didn't know how to code. I didn't know anything. And I, I told myself, I will never learn this. I will never be a developer. I will never succeed at this because I had no proof that I was able to do that. It was through reading the books and and writing that code that didn't work and then fixing it that I, I kind of was able to demonstrate to myself that I could keep going. So I would just say, as hard as it seems, as daunting as it seems, and it's it's a huge landscape, take a tiny little bit and take that first little step and you'll be able to get there because it's a cliche. But if I did it, because I'm not the smartest guy in the world, surely others can as well. So, Kate. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, for me, I think uh, the curiosity is the most important aspect of becoming a programmer because if you're curious how to solve a problem, you're going to find a way. So even coming to the career, just be like very curious. How did you do it? How did you do it? Like as soon as you hear somebody is in, like even if you talk to like um, project manager, he's surrounded by programmers. You can ask them, ask him, like, what do you think about these programmers? Like, what, what, what do you think I should go into it? So just be curious because this is what you're going to be using to learn actual skills. And you're going to be learning them your whole life. And every time you have a problem, just be curious about solving them. Don't stress out about actually having the problem because it's not a problem. It's just a, a thing that you have to solve. It's going to solve. It's just going to take shorter or longer time and um i think people who are afraid of being bored at this job need to go to ng <laughs> because that was so much fun 
I'm sorry. I have to finish that. It was so... And go see Kate speak there. I, yeah, I, I, I will apply to a speak next year because it was a lot of fun. Uh, the people that you meet and I wish it was more accessible for us women because when there, when you have to pay for a ticket to go to a conference and I think it's it's a great way to meet new people, you always go like, oh, how many lessons am I not going to be able to buy for my kids <laughs> or something like that if I go there? So I really wish a lot more companies sponsor women to go to these conferences and speak to your boss, have them sponsor you to go to conferences because the network that you build from that is just amazing. You you need the network of people who, who you can actually ask these questions because if you have nobody around you, who are you going to be asking questions about your career? There's, you know, we're, if we're, especially if you're working from home. So, so yeah, so do that. And tell your boss that the reason they should do it is not just for you, because you want it, but because the, that very network you're talking about becomes a resource for the company. It, it's really, you, you got to sell it. it you know, because bosses love to do something nice for you, but they really would prefer to do something good for the company. So, and, yeah, and we need this, to work on that. Yep. Yeah. yeah this, and, and this is actually a uh, truth. The, co- the network you build at the conference is great for you, but it's also great for your um, the institution you work for. Well, thank you so very much, Kate, for joining us. This was a delight, and I hope we get a chance to do it again sometime soon. Thank you for all of our listeners who join us here every week on WebRush. We also want to say thanks to our sponsors. Uh, it's spelled Idea Blade, but it's pronounced Ward Bell. So thanks so much for that. <laughs> Ionic, hey, narwhal. we are. It isn't just me. There's. We have a. Let, let's be clear. It's a real company with real people who know what they're doing. Of course, absolutely, and very, very bright people as well. And so, I want to say thanks, IdeaBlade, Ionic, Narwhal, and AG Grid, and thanks so much for joining us here every week on WebRush. <laughs> <laughs>